everybody, and welcome to Switch Joy Radio, episode one. Yes. Uh, we've got a big show for you today. We've got a lot to talk about. Awesome. A uh, couple of things, well, a few things we're going to talk about. Uh, Super, the Super Mario Odyssey review embargo is up. We're going to be uh, talking about uh, some of the scores that we've given out so far and our thoughts on that. They're like twos and threes, right? Yeah. They're not too good. Yeah, it's, it, it's <laughs> a terrible game. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp was announced. We're going to be uh, discussing our initial impressions there. Um, the Switch firmware 4.0.0 uh, update went out, and we're going to be talking about some hidden features and the additional update that hit overnight. Um, and then Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon will be the last core titles, core Pokemon titles on the 3DS, so we'll be talking about what that means for 3DS and uh, the ramifications uh, moving forward on Switch. Uh, and then we'll talk about what we've, what we've been playing. Um, I'm your host, Nick Chevalier, and with me, Chris Smith. Yeah, a.k.a. Topher Steven on the interwebs. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, thanks for having me come along and do this with you. I'm yeah, excited. definitely. Me too. It's going to be going to be a fun time. Uh, like I said, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, but first, I just wanted to... Uh, I, fig- I figured it would be a good idea to briefly go over um, our own you know, personal gaming and uh, Nintendo history. Sounds fun. So, wanna yeah, sure. I'll go? start. Um, just going back, I think I've, like Nintendo has always been there. That sounds really... Uh, emotional and, and cheesy but they've always been there <laughs> uh just from getting one for christmas when we were kids um and then i've had every iteration of every console except the wii u but we can get into that um yeah i don't think i played other consoles until ps3 um so i've always I've always loved nintendo games just the, the fun the pure fun that they bring um i had to have a, i remember when wii came out i had to have that uh, I remember standing in line in the cold. It was a cold day, and oh, wow. for for Florida actually, I think it was November. It was actually it was pretty cold for Florida. Um, and then I think during that time, I, I feel like I feel like the fun of the Wii kind of wore out quick. And then I was like, all right, let's see what these next gen consoles are. I got right. into PlayStation, and then uh, when Wii U came out, I was like, that's I, I guess that's not what I'm looking for. And then. Just the whole time, just eagerly awaiting to see what they have n- coming next. Right. And when they announced Switch, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get back on board. Sorry, guys, I was I was away. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you came back, and that's what matters. Yeah, definitely. Ne- awesome. I'd never been into the handheld as much. I think my brother had them, and I would play them here and there. Okay. Um, hey, guys, but you have nothing but a meeting today. What's going on? You have to have a meeting. I see a lot of people inside. I'm not sure. Is that the benefits meeting? You guys don't know. I don't think it's a benefits meeting. I saw a screen up there, something to do with sleeping. Probably Sleeping seminar, yeah. mental wealth, hellness, hellness, wealth, yeah. mental wealth. Yes. No, I can't talk. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and now back to the show. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. <Pretty> good. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the fun of doing it like live on the spot, like outdoors and stuff. Yeah, we picked a, picked a good outdoor venue to do this. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> it's the uh, the lab, as I used to call it on my old show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, what's up with you, like? Uh, it's it's funny because like we're doing this together and I I, I haven't worked with you much uh, at the lab. I'm just, yeah. I'm just gonna continue the trend. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, this will be cool. I'll get to know you some too on this front. Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as my personal history, um, I grew up. I mean, my first console was the original NES. Uh, my dad it was actually my dad's, and he introduced me to uh, first two games I ever played were uh, Super Mario Brothers and Le- original Legend of Zelda. So that's where I got my start, and I, in fact, I remember um, 
I didn't know the actual proper names of the games back then, so I remember I would just always call Mar uh, Super Mario Brothers. I would call it Mario Breaks Bricks. <laughs> so, yeah, my dad, my dad and I would play that all the time. We do two player. Um, he always told me that. Uh, of course, I don't, I don't remember this too much, but he always told me that uh, you know he he would get through like the first couple levels, but then he'd hand the controller over to me and I'd find like all these like hidden secrets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I have fond memories of those, and my dad would always. Uh, he was the one who taught me to, uh, in the Legends of Zelda, like, take bombs and kind of place them, like, along the wall. Yeah, trying to figure out where the secrets are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. So I have I've definitely have fond memories of that. that. That's cool that you have your parents uh, involved in your history. Mine were a little bit. I think they tried uh, with Mario Brothers. They played Mario Brothers, and they played a Dr. Mario. Okay. Which I love, a Dr. Mario. Um, but past that, they didn't, they didn't stick with it. That's cool that you had that. Yeah. And I, I'm finding it fun to also, like, I have kids now, and so to have that and, like, being being excited for for Mario this week, like, he can't wait for it to, pl to play it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so. Yeah, and then um, I've owned, I'm pretty sure just about every single, I think I have owned every single Nintendo console, save for maybe the Virtual Boy. My brother had the Virtual Boy. Did he? Really? Yeah, yeah. We got a, uh, we got a broken one, a broken used one. Okay. And it didn't have the, the thing that was broken was the stand because you would set it up on a tabletop, stick mm. your head in it, and get neck cramps. So we would do worse. It didn't have the stand, so we would like lay in bed like on our stomachs <laughs> and like put. You can't see this on a podcast, but you'd put you'd put the goggles like on the bed and kind of lay into it. Oh wow! Okay. And I, I think our hands would be like in front of us. <laughs> like yeah, you can't see this, but it's awesome. Like our hands are out in front of us. Picture like laying down. Okay. And wow. so that's how we played it. I think. And we only had, like, Wario, which is probably one of the best games on there. Yeah, definitely. No, that's, I mean, you guys had your own way of doing it, I guess, but that's, that's cool. Yeah, I, I don't have any experience with uh, ever using the virtual, but, but yeah, I've, I've owned every, uh, you know, NES, SNES, N64, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Um, I remember one of the first things, uh, I got my first job when I was 14, I worked at Publix. And I remember, like, the f first uh, paycheck I got, I went out and got the original, uh, like, brick-looking uh, DS. So, yeah, I remember uh, that was the first game system I bought with my own money, so that was a, a big, big deal for me back then. Um, yeah, owned every every console, and then even uh, into the, like, the 360 PS3 generation, I ended up getting a P uh, 360 for a while. I didn't end up getting a PS3 until uh, toward the end of its lifespan. Um, and then now I've got, you know, everything Switch, uh, PS4, Xbox One, so... Yeah, yeah. Very cool. What, what would you say is your favorite Nintendo, uh, console? Console? Uh, I don't know. I mean, as far as my fondest memories, I would say probably the SNES. Um, played a lot of games on there. I mean, you know, the, I, I actually had a lot of, uh licensed games back then. I remember there was a, a Batman game I had. I forget I forget which which one that was. Um, a Batman game, a Jurassic Park game. And I just I love those uh, third-party licensed games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to go in 64, honestly. Okay. Uh, just because it's, it was such... That was, um, that was the only time when I got my first job, was able to save for my first console. Uh, I just remember... I can still remember, like, going and getting it, bringing it home. I remember, like, the... the it's strange, like the thickness of the box, the way the cartridges smelled when they came out of the, the plastic. Yeah. Um, just experiencing that super odd shaped controller for the first time, <laughs> oh, yeah. which I loved. Uh, you know, for the games, for the games on the N sixty four. But I would say that's definitely my favorite. Just 
fond memories of neighborhood kids coming over playing Mario Kart, Golden Eye. Oh yeah, yep. Mostly those, right? <laughs> Mostly those. But we, but I think thanks to Blockbuster, probably played every N sixty four game at least that they have because oh, we yeah. were constantly running games. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember. I remember running games all the time. So too. if it came out on sixty four, I probably played it. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I said SNES for me just in terms of pure nostalgia, but I think the Switch is probably a pretty, pretty close contender nowadays. Because I mean, it, I, I'm loving the portability. You know, it's the fact. The biggest thing for me is that as soon as you dock it, like it is right up on your TV. Right. Like that's that's insane to me. Right. Sometimes, do you ever like forget? Maybe you do it more than I do, but so, I don't. I think it's mostly docked. I don't take it with me as much. I think I will start doing that. Um, but I think it stays docked mostly, and so sometimes I'm like, I pause it to go do something, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can bring this with me. <laughs> it's magical. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that. Um, I, I definitely tend to play uh, play all my Switch games docked, um, but then you know I find myself you know pulling it out of the dock and just even like walking to the bedroom, just like you know play, playing something quick thing before bed, and then just setting it aside and yeah, going to sleep. So I mean, it's 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 awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, so getting into some of the news topics, uh, embar- the review embargoes for Super Mario Odyssey uh, embargoes up today, uh, up this morning at 9, 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, some of the uh, big outlets out there, IGN, Kotaku, Polygon, like that, are, um, are reviews are already up and getting perfect scores. Perfect scores are damn near perfect scores. Right, right. I was actually I was watching the video video review on IGN and like you know he's. He's talking about it flawlessly, and then right at the end, he's like, "It's not without its shortcomings." And I'm like, "No, it's not going to get a 10." <laughs> They're talking a little about the camera, but he ended up giving it a 10, anyways. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. I've actually, um, as much as possible nowadays. I mean, of course, with the internet and you know social media, you know, spoilers inevitably it's happen. It's hard, uh, but I've been trying to really go on more of a media blackout for this game. Me too. Um, kind of regret seeing the review a little bit. <laughs> Probably should have read it. Sorry, guys. Sorry, IGN. Um, <laughs> hey, you put it up there at the top. It's hard to resist. Yeah, really. But uh, no, yeah, I'm def- definitely excited for the game. Um, what what I have seen of it and what you know, what I've seen from the reviews. I mean, it's it's definitely shaping up to at least definitely be a, a, a game of the year contender, if not Nintendo game of the year, possibly game of the year overall. Yeah, so. I'm I'm really curious to see how the possession mechanic works, uh, just from a play uh, play mechanic, because. Mm-hmm. I would say Sunshine is my least favorite and because it had the water gimmick. Right. Like I didn't enjoy that as much, or much at all, really. Um, so I think I like the raw, like the pure Mario run and jump kind of thing. Like right. 64 is probably... it's Maybe I need to think about it more, but I don't know. It, it's always been on my like top game of all time. Yeah, top definitely. Favorite. And I just remember enjoying just the... It's just pure run, jump, punch... Um, so we'll see how that mechanic... But every time I see it, I'm like, oh, that looks cool. That looks cool. Yeah, so definitely. Um, I actually don't have all too too much experience with... The la- the only uh, 3D Mario game I've really put much time into is 64. Um, I remember I rented uh, Sunshine for a little bit, but I didn't get too, too far into it. Um, and I just completely missed the uh, uh, Galaxy games and then the whichever the one that came to Wii U. Um, I think uh, I can't remember. 3D. It's, it's a 3D World or Land? I, I world. was going to two things up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my I don't have too much experience uh, with the 3D Mario titles, so um, it's honestly is definitely kind of going to be a 
sort of a new step for me, just because I'm I'm more familiar with the two D titles. So which it which it has in there. True. Yeah, that's true. I saw that on the on the review video. I was blown away by that. Yeah, little portions where that like, looks cool. Yeah, it all it, and I think even the review called this out too. But um, it kind of has that like a link between worlds mechanic where uh, it's almost like a it's like quasi two D. Like you go in a pipe and you kind of appear like on a on a three D or you appear on like the wall. But, right. But like on the wall is kind of like a mini original Mario Super Mario Brothers level. Right, and then even like the like the three D surface will like you might like go around a corner of a wall or something, and it'll yeah. rotate, but it'll maintain that two D aesthetic. Yeah, that so, looks really fun. So yeah, def- definitely excited to see uh, what's in store. I'm I don't know about you. Well, you said you're getting uh, getting it digitally uh, before. Oh yeah, it's already. I bought it last night. It's already preloaded. It's ready to go as soon okay. as I wake up in the morning. Maybe I'll just stay home. Like forget the lab. Just, I'm playing Mario <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, I actually took a vacation day tomorrow for it. I'm, Dang. I'm going, going to. Uh, I don't. I'm new. I'm back new at the lab, so I'm, I'm I don't have those yet. I do have a floating holiday. Yeah, there you go. You can get it approved today. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to a midnight release tonight. Uh, GameStop. I think they're they're doing a midnight release for uh, both uh, Mario and Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. Yeah, yeah. So there, I, fi- I figure there'll be plenty of people there, and I'm gonna bring my Switch in the hopes that. And Wolfenstein. Yeah, that too. Wow, <laughs> and the big big day this for games tomorrow. <laughs> yep. But yeah, definitely definitely excited for Odyssey, and we'll be uh, probably have a more in depth discussion on the next show. Uh, once we've had time to kind of play it and marinate it on, yeah, it, definitely. Mar- marinate on it a bit. Uh, next thing on the list, uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Count Pocket Camp was announced for Android and iOS. Um, I know early. I don't know if if uh, if it was a leak or if it's just kind of like an early access sort of thing. Um, the game is available in Australia uh, for both iOS and Android, and there are ways that people outside of Australia can download it, whether it's a Kind of a sideload thing on Android, or if you, I think if you make an Australian uh, iTunes account, you can you can get it on iPhone that way. Uh, that's so much work. I just wait for it. It's like end of the month, right? Next next month. Yeah, yeah. They said just late wait. November. Yeah, yeah. I'm not here. like dying to play Animal Crossing. I will play it and enjoy it when it comes out. I don't think I'm dying to play it though. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Animal Crossing. It's not one of my favorite series. So um, when I initially saw uh, the information coming through on the direct, I was kind of lukewarm on it, but. Uh, for what it is, I mean, for, for a mobile title, I mean, it seems to be a pretty pretty fully-fledged uh, Animal Crossing experience, even for a mobile title. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have fond memories of playing the GameCube version with my wife, like, when we first got married. And, like, uh, so, like, I think she got home from work earlier than I did, so she'd come home and spend some time in it. And then when I got home, she'd tell me about, like, what she did. Okay, And, awesome. like, it was, it was funny because it was in front of her, her mother at some times, and she'll be... And, like what she's talking about pulling weeds, chopping trees, and her mom would be like, "What? Like, what are you talking about?" <laughs> so we had a, we had a good time with that. I played a little bit of the DS, the first DS version, and I haven't I haven't really played it since. Okay, uh, but I'm looking for I'm definitely looking forward to a hopeful and eventual Switch version. Oh, I'm I'm sure that's in the pipeline definitely, uh, especially with the success and and really the only version I have uh, any experience with is New Leaf on 3DS. Um, which got an update, what was it? I think earlier this year or late last year, it got the um, Welcome Amiibo update, which is a pretty big update for that game. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's really the only game I've, I have any experience with in the Animal Crossing series. And I mean, compared to that, I mean, this seems, uh, rather than rather than uh, having an entire town that you kind of manage and help, help build up and help the townspeople, um, this one seems to be focusing more on just you own your own campsite. That's cool. I like, I like the, uh, the different approach to it. Yeah, because it does seem like with it every iteration, it doesn't change a whole lot. So, 
yeah, no, I think it's definitely fitting for mobile. Um, but the fact that it is on mobile, that, that does take, uh, being on that platform, um, this is from everything we under we know about it so far. Uh, the game is free to play, but there are microtransactions in the way of I think they're called leaf tickets. Yes, uh, you can either earn them in game or you can purchase them with real uh, real money. Um, and things uh, seems you can use those uh, leaf tickets for purchasing items and furniture in game, or I think you can even use it to um, sort of I guess bribe the. Uh, I can't remember the character who makes the furniture, but you can bribe him to like speed up the process because I think certain uh, furniture pieces or set pieces have a timer on them. Oh, uh, okay. So I think you can kind of use those leaf tickets to kind of speed the process up. So. Gotcha. All right. Well, so like the free-to-play whole microtransaction loot crate topic is a big. It's a big deal going on right now yes, it is. in the gaming community. Um, I think the only problem I have is that if it's a uh, pay. If you pay, you can have an advantage over someone else. I think it's the only time I have a real problem with it. Right. Uh, I play a lot of Destiny, and the microtransaction in that is just cosmetic stuff. Right. It's fun. Like, maybe occasionally I'll drop a couple bucks to see what I get sure. kind of thing. Um, but overall, it doesn't bother me. Like, I've heard a lot of discussion about how, like, that's how, you know, these big games are making up for costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I doubt anyone wants to pay $80 again for games. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's just kind of the nature of the industry at this point. Um, and I know there's a lot of discussion on whether or not games should be hiked up in price to what seventy, seventy-five, eighty dollars versus the current sixty, or if they can make up it up, uh, make it up through DLC and microtransactions and all that other kind of stuff. Um, in terms of Animal Crossing, though, I don't really see it as a big deal because I mean, that game is pretty much all cosmetic. Like it's really, I feel like all right. Animal Crossing is <laughs> right. Um, there's no, I mean, the only multiplayer element is, you know, at least in this case, you know, go to your friend's campsite and kind of check out what they have and interact with the animals that are kind of hanging out there. So, can I earn those leaf tickets in game? Kind of like rally tickets in Super Mario Run? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I think there, uh, what, what it is, I think there are certain objectives that you can meet and you get like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think, uh, in the video, in the uh, direct, one of them was, um, become a manager of your own. Uh, campsite, which I mean, obviously, is kind of the point of the game. But once you <laughs> once you achieve that, um, I think you get like ten leaf tickets. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't intend to spend hours or even like half an hour playing this game. It's, I imagine it's five ten minutes. It's a it's a bathroom break. Right. Game. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'll check yeah. my campsite. Yeah, check your campsite, and, and I mean, like I said, there there are timers on certain things you want to build. So I mean, I, I feel like it'd be kind of a perfect bite sized thing where you go in, you know get your materials, find out what you want to build. Okay, there's a seven-hour timer. You know, I'll, I'll check back later this evening and we know when it's done. Right. So, and, it, and from what we know now, it doesn't seem like that anything is actually... Um, it doesn't seem like there's anything behind a paywall that you wouldn't be able to get in-game. So, um, I mean, they, that, that, could, that could change on launch. I actually haven't seen any, of, uh, any footage from anybody who does have the game. Do we know right if it's now? like use a leaf ticket and you get like a loot box and you get a random item or is it like going to the store i remember because you'd go in the store and you'd see the physical items on the shelves like every day it'd kind of change um i could be wrong but i want to say that you can go into a store and you can pay with either the in-game currency which is bells or the leaf tickets I okay think. oh yeah bells so, about bells yep yeah so yeah because I, I did see in the video there were both bells and leaf tickets so i, I feel like it's kind of uh, you can use one or the other so what's uh, tom nook putting us through the ringer this time for 
Uh, I don't know. What are we going to go into debt with him? (laughs) Yeah, really. Does he own that campsite or the trailer? He probably does. He probably owns just about everything. Yeah. That nook. Little rat bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, just see, I I don't personally see an issue with the microtransactions. And I mean, uh, uh, you know, versus, and you kind of already hinted at Super Mario Run. I mean, in that game. You can was it, you can try the first like I think three or was it five oh, levels for free. That's right. It was, and then it's ten. They wanted ten dollars up front for you to experience the full game. Yeah, um, which I didn't mind. I'm like, sure. It's yeah, no, I, I happily paid ten I, bucks for Mario game. I mean, I still haven't completed all the levels because I'm a. Not, I'm usually not a completionist when it comes to games, but in that game, I wanted to get all the coins, and I got to a certain point where, uh, I just couldn't get past this one level, and I just kind of let it go for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had no problem paying the ten dollars up front for that game, and. Uh, they had, a mean, re- they had a recent update, actually. You can play, like, a uh, quick, like, a ten-stage, like, almost like micro-levels. Yeah, that's right. I, I think I did try playing a couple of those. Yeah, they were, like, a lot faster than I would have thought, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, five seconds, and you're done with oh, yeah. each little level. But yeah, I think just just in terms of uh, that kind of, like, pay-up-front model versus the free-to-play with the microtransactions, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess... Whatever works for each game. I mean, I guess in Super Mario Run side, it worked. I, I don't think uh, Nintendo got what they were uh, money-wise. I don't think they got what they were anticipating with Super Mario Run. Um, but I think that kind of pay, pay model worked for that particular title, and I think the uh, free-to-play with microtransaction model works perfectly well for Animal Crossing. I just think it's cool that they're doing uh, mobile games in general. Yeah, just no, experimenting definitely. with new ideas. Um, you know, I never want a port. Yeah, that'll just be awful on the screen. Um, but yeah, I like I like what they've done. I've played, I have played all of them. Not much Fire Emblem. I never got into Fire Emblem, so I won't go there. But yeah, I think I downloaded Fire Emblem, but never actually played it. Um, yeah, me too. I did a little bit of Mitomo, but I did, I kind of fell out pretty quickly with that. Oh yeah, there's not much to do in that. <laughs> so. Anyways, but yeah, no, uh, definitely excited for uh, this mobile Animal Crossing game, and we'll kind of see what that's about next sometime next month, I guess. Uh, next up, we've got the uh, Switch firmware 4.0.0 update went out last week. That um, had uh, some main update features and had a couple hidden features. Um, and then uh, even Secrets. smaller incremental update went up went out last night. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, the main updates uh, from the 4.0 software. Um, I know we got some new Super uh, Super Mario Run. Super Mario Odyssey um, profile uh, icons. Yes, that's, yes, we did. That's kind of cool. Um, I looked through them, didn't didn't really appeal I went, to me. I went to much. go change it, and then I just changed it to an old one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of stuck with my uh, my uh, Breath of the Wild Link uh, icon. Yeah, I didn't didn't see too much there that I was interested. In. But I mean, I know some people are fans of Cappy or the. I think one of them was the the T Rex with a mustache. Yeah, Cappy yeah. Image. Which I totally thought my son was gonna change it to, and then he did the same thing. He went and changed it to uh, Zelda Guardian. He yeah. saw it. and He's like, oh, I want that one. And then he got in there. He's like, No, <laughs> I'm gonna go with this other one. Yeah, no, there we go. Um, let's see what else. Um, uh, uh, video capture. Yes, the, the, how can we forget the big one. Um, only with select titles, and only up to it'll only save the last thirty seconds of gameplay so far. But I think that's a good start. Right, yeah. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah, um, and I don't think it was listed anywhere, but I, I mean, I gotta think that that uh, feature will be working with uh, Mario Odyssey when, once it's out. Oh, definitely. I'm sure. I think that was that was probably the uh, their goal was to get it out before Odyssey. 
it's it's crazy how much uh it's like it's it's self-marketing or uh allow, allowing your users to do the marketing for you right exactly yeah i've seen i mean I've put I don't even know how many hours I put into Breath of the Wild. I still haven't finished it. I'm still working on the. Mine uh, says ninety, when you go into your little playlist or whatever. Oh wow! And I'm like, I don't remember playing ninety hours. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've definitely got well over a hundred hours, uh, if I had to guess. But yeah, I'm still still working on uh, some of the Guardians and that. But uh, yeah, just I mean, I would think that by now most people have probably finished Breath of the Wild. But then as soon as that uh, video feature went live, I started seeing so many people going back to on it. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, that, that's awesome. And I think the uh, Nintendo did mention that uh, down the road they will be increasing the um, time limit to that to potentially a minute, two minutes, five minutes. So that'll be great. Right. For Ho- hopefully uh, you can pick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. I'm not sure how to implement that, but uh, it's probably just the setting, and then like depending on what SD card you might have, you might want to, you know, right. Choose to fill up or not. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, those are those are the uh, the big uh, listed features among you know other stability updates, um, but a couple of the hidden features that went in. Uh, one was uh, USB headphone support. That's cool. Which uh, was pretty cool. I know uh, people were saying, if uh, in particular the uh, the PlayStation uh, Gold wireless headset yep. is compatible with the Switch now. Yep. I haven't tried mine. I have a oh I don't even remember the brand. It's uh, Afterglow. Okay. I don't think I think that's the name of it. I don't think that's the company. Pete. Oh, it's coming to me. PDP, I think. There you go. They make uh, Afterglow. Right. I think that's right. Um, I'll have to try it. I'll have to give it a try. Yeah, I have a uh, Cor- uh, Corsair USB headset that I tried. Unfortunately, didn't work. Um, but that's kind of a cool hidden feature. I'm not really sure why. It may- I mean, maybe it wasn't something they were ready to announce. Or maybe it's something that's still in testing. Maybe th- I've heard that maybe they're working on their own headset. That could be Because right now, if you're going to play undocked with a wireless headset, you need a USB-C dongle... Yep. And then you plug your headphone dongle into the dongle. Right. <laughs> dongle, dongle. <laughs> dongle, dongle. Yeah, uh, and the unfortunate thing is it's only for game audio. Uh, hashtag dongle, dongle. <laughs> Let's get that trending. Uh, but yeah, the unfortunate thing is, uh, like I said, only only audio. No, uh, no microphone support this way. If you want to use voice chat, you'll still have to go through the smartphone app, which I think is just a dumb thing in the first place. Have you tried it? I saw a picture on SwitchJoy. Um, I haven't tried it, but I, I, I did put up an editorial on the site. Um, gotcha. That it's... It, it looks kinda, so cumbersome. Yeah, and that, that's exactly the point. It's, I mean, you got so many wires you got. Um, thankfully, they did recently, I think a couple weeks ago, maybe longer than that, uh, they did push an update through where um, some of my original complaints are now rectified to where um, now you can switch between apps without losing your... Uh, your voice chat ability to where you basically you had to have your phone screen on you had to have the app running at all times to have voice chat and if you switch to a different app or like if you want to respond to a text message or whatever it, it would cut, cut off yeah it would cut oh. off so they fixed that um come on guys. so yeah you can do yeah <laughs> most basic app, app settings you can now do thank you nintendo <laughs> um but but yeah the usb headphone support that's a good start hopefully there will eventually be a way to bypass the whole chat app but i feel like they're gonna I would probably stick with that. I wonder why it has to be connected also to your Switch. Do you know? Because it runs from headset to phone. No, I'm sorry. Headset to dongle. <laughs> dongle, dongle. 
dongle to switch and splits switch well, and to your phone. I think that was for the uh, the Hori Splatoon 2 headset specifically, and that and I think the reason for that is so you can get game audio and chat audio at the same time. I see. Whereas so you don't need that for let's say let's play Mario Kart. You don't need to like. You just would do to just yeah just just, just pairing just plug in any kind of headphones with with microphone support into your phone. Oh, okay. Chat up oh, way. okay. Um, that doesn't seem so bad now. It isn't, but then you're not getting game audio, which, I mean, that I mean, there's you're kind of losing that native functionality that we have on, say, PS4 and Xbox One. Gotcha. I understand. So, yeah. I mean, that that part kind of sucks, but I mean, it, it it works, I guess. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and then another one, another one that uh, came out after the update went out, and people were messing with things. Uh, GameCube controller support. If you have the uh, the Wii U GameCube controller adapter that they uh, shipped around the time that Smash Wii U came out, uh, if you plug that into a USB port in your Switch uh, dock, you can now use GameCube controllers. Well, that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely excited. I've I, got I've got my set of I think three GameCube controllers at home. Yeah. Um. So now, now I think uh, I'm myself waiting for Smash. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> that was going to be my next point. I wonder if that means uh, are we getting the uh, X expected smash port right i can't imagine we will never see that that's got to be coming it i think it's just timing but the thing is we keep saying oh it's got to be coming it's got to be coming but then every time there's a direct it's just not there yeah i mean with every iteration of smash i forget his name the creator or the main guy the head or face of smash oh geez uh he always i feel like he's always like brought out of retirement to make another one yeah so we'll see if they end up going with a new one or i feel like is it, is it even worth making another one? I mean, the last one... I didn't play the last one on Wii U, but from what I saw, I imagine it had everything. <laughs> everything oh. Nintendo ever, plus oh, yeah. some. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, then, then you've got you know, characters like... Uh, uh, Cloud, Cloud, Mega Man. Cloud, Bayonetta, yeah. Our, uh, Mega Man, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, what else... I mean, I think what would warrant a whole another game? I guess. I mean, I gotta think it would just be a kind of like kind of like a deluxe port of the yeah yeah Wii U title. I mean, just like they did for Pokemon Tournament and uh, Mario Kart Eight. Yes. And I, I gotta think there would just be a, a port of the Wii U version. Yeah. Which I'd be fine with. I mean, as long as it includes all the DLC, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's have that, please. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and then there's also the question of could we be getting a GameCube Virtual Console? That's the big question, right? Yeah, well, if, Virtual console in general. Well, yes, if, if that ever happens. Um, I mean, I know they're they're giving out, I think it was SNES games with online multiplayer when their uh, full um, paid online service goes live sometime next year. Or, right. So, I mean, i got to think there's some virtual console thing in the works. I don't know if, I mean, like I said, just because we're getting GameCube control support, I don't know if that means we would be getting GameCube virtual console, but that would be awesome. Um, right, yeah. I'm curious to see how they approach it. My my hunch is that it's literally just go in store, purchase a GameCube game. It's on your Switch kind of thing. Right. Like nothing, no no bells and whistles. That's what I think it's going to be. What I want is either a new like a new portion of your Switch interface for Virtual Console or okay. classic games or whatever you want to call it. Either that or an app that's like like a Netflix. Like pay monthly access to all games. I would love that. That would, that would be awesome. And I, th- I think Nintendo did say they were looking at kind of like a sort of like a Netflix Netflix style of like curation as far as their virtual console. I, 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 I could be mistaken. On I that, just I just wanted to be treated special <laughs> instead of just yeah. go in store purchase game. 
game shows up alongside other games. Right, yeah. No, it would definitely be awesome to have kind of like, like, like a curated like section or list of... Or a folder or... Yeah. Well, anything. Well, well, we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, who knows when anything like this might be announced, but we'll see. Um, Talk about 4.0.1? Yeah, so that update hit overnight. Um, a couple things. Uh, it fixed an HDMI issue with certain TVs where I guess the Switch dock would just... I don't know if it's when you dock the Switch, but it would turn certain TVs on randomly. So I, I never had that issue of it turning on when I didn't want it to turn on, but I love that if my TV is off and I want to go play Switch, I can take the Joy-Cons up, take them out, turn them on, and it automatically turns my TV on and switches over to the right source. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's definitely an awesome. Feature. I'm like, and I wish, I wish PlayStation had that as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a TV that supports that, but. Um, oh, I didn't realize it was a TV. Uh, yeah, I think I think only certain TV models are compatible with that because mine mine does not have that functionality. Oh, okay, I did not know. So yeah, yeah, no, that that's awesome. Sucks for you. Yeah, <laughs> <Not> really. <laughs> You have to actually push buttons and get it to work. And then added stability uh, to the OS, which I think was lacking. In fact, and I'll, and I'll discuss this a little bit later in our uh, what we've been playing section, but um, I was recently reviewing a game called The Count Lucanor, and there are a couple instances when I was playing the game, after it was markedly after the 4.0 update, um, where I encountered a, uh, an error message. An error message popped up, and I hit OK, and it... Basically, the, essentially, the game crashed and brought me back to the home screen. Oh, that's and, and that happened twice during during my review. I see. So, um, at the time, I wasn't. Sh- I, I didn't know if it was something with the game. The game or, or I did. I did note in the review that it could have been something from the update, and apparently, there were stability issues with the 4.0.0 update. So, that could very well be the issue I experienced. Um, but yeah, it seems the patch they threw in overnight seemed. To, hopefully, it'll uh, uh, patch. You know, work, fix issues like those. Um, so yeah, no, a pretty, pretty substantial update. Yeah, yeah. Overall, I I always wonder. I find it weird that every I feel like they're already at four point Like it seems like a weird uh, naming convention. I almost feel like they should be on one point four. Right. And yeah. Four point one. I mean, I mean, yeah, we're only what seven months into this console, and they're already in version four. Right. I feel like I feel like that first number usually reserved for significant overhauls of of. Uh, Software, right? No, no, I, I totally agree. You're right. So, I'm so I, I don't get too excited when they're like, "Oh, five is coming out." I'm like, "Oh, great! You're yeah. gonna add a new colored background." Right? Yeah. What, what, what does that mean? It kind of, kind of almost lo- loses the, the, the impact, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I think Gravity it does. It. I think it really does. Oh, good point. I didn't even think of that. Pokemon. Right, move, yeah, moving on into slightly in the 3DS realm, but still having to do a switch. Um, Pokemon Company has, I think, mentioned in an interview that uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon will be the last core titles on the Nintendo 3DS, and we know from uh, this past E3 that the franchise, the core franchise, will be moving to Switch. Um, so I guess, I mean, the question I want to ask is, what does this mean for the 3DS and the Switch? Um, I think, I think they're just they're going to ride that 3DS as long as they can. Um, I think all. All focuses now on Switch, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's they don't. Have, I would think for them it'd be great because they don't have to focus on two platforms now, because they got portability and home console in one. Right, and I mean, I, I gotta think that. I mean, and I've, I know I've mentioned on a couple articles on the site, but uh, I, re- I really think that this means the Switch, uh, Switch, the 3DS is on its way out. 
I mean, you've got. I mean, we just had Metroid Samus Returns, which was a fantastic game. I still need to actually finish that. Um, we've got Ultra Sun and Moon coming uh, November 17th, and then after that, I mean, there might be a couple couple games here and there, but not nothing, you know, not, no flagship titles. So really. Sun, Sun and Moon came out last year. Yes. I know I got it for my son for Christmas. So what does Ultra, what does that do for it? Uh, so, um... I don't know how familiar are with Pokemon, but um, it's kind of not, the, not totally. It's it's kind of the uh, same formula they did in the fifth generation, where they had black and white, and then they did black two and white two. So it's kind of uh, takes place in the same in the same uh, region. Yeah. But uh, there will be different story elements, potentially more Pokemon. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah, there are some differences there, and kind of to piggyback on that, um, they, uh, Pokemon Company did say that the younger portion of their dev team is working on Ultra Sun and Moon, while the veteran team is working on the Switch RPG. That's cool. I'm I'm more interested, mostly because I've never had the handhelds. Uh, I haven't really had a handheld since Game Boy Advance, and I barely played it. Um, but now with you know having having kids and they're into Pokemon, I think it'd be so fun on the Switch. Um, I'm hoping. Also, I'm hoping for a. Uh, what do you want to call it? A, a revamp or like? You know, let's, let's mess with the formula a little bit. Not, not, not. Maybe not in the uh, formula of like Pokemon versus each other, <laughs> but like open it up and like the exploration part of it, maybe. Yeah, no, definitely the exploration. That, that's a good point. I mean, Sun and Moon did kind of uh, shake things up with um, the removal of the formal gyms, uh, rather rather than having the. Ac- gyms where you go and you know challenge a leader get a badge they had um island kahunas they called them nice where you kind of go to each island and there's a, a sort of a leader on that island where you have to kind of defeat them in a certain challenge um so they, they kind of messed with the formula a little bit there but I, I do believe ultra sun and moon is going back to the i don't think it's been confirmed yet but i think all all signs point to them going back to the traditional formula of going to a gym getting a badge moving on to the next okay um is it going to have multiplayer like are we gonna are we gonna get that MMO ish uh, game the, everyone wants for the Switch title? I really hope so. I mean, God, I mean, I mean, that'd be, that'd be a good one to launch with their uh, online service. That's true. I mean, they, they, that would. And I, I can't remember when they said uh, that game would be ready. I mean, I, forgive me if, I, if they did say it and I've forgotten, but I, I mean, I, I would assume probably late twenty nineteen. Yeah, early 2020. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, they probably are gonna hold off on their online service for that long. <laughs> um, that's supposed to come out. When's that supposed to come out? Early on, next year. Online service, yeah, should be early next year. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's what would excite me. Uh, that would get me to definitely buy it. Would be the you're playing against other players versus NPCs. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the 3DS games do have uh, online functionality where if you exchange again, going back to the kind of archaic friend code of friend codes of. Uh, the 3DS, which the Switch kept, which I don't know, I don't know why, but uh, topic for another day. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I mean, if if, if you have uh, someone's friend code, uh, you can battle. You can like you know battle battle right. your friends, or you can go online and battle random players. Right. So I mean, there is that, but yeah. How I, cool the, would it be though if you are the leader of that gym because you worked for it, like you you took out a player? Oh man, that's that would be that would be so awesome. I'm asking a lot. I know. <laughs> it, Come on, Nintendo. I mean, you, like I said, you got you got your vet team on this. You can do it. <laughs> but I think I think just the idea of it being on the Switch and having it at home, having it on the go. Uh, I don't know if you've dabbled in Pokemon Go. 
I did it a little bit, and it's it's fun for what it, what it is. It's not it doesn't it's nothing that keeps me coming back to it. But every now and then, yeah. I mean, at this point, I find myself logging in maybe once a week. But I just I there aren't really to me there aren't enough Pokestops around here to make it worth it because I'm always running out of Pokeballs. So it's like I can't really right. do a whole lot. Right. But um. But no, I mean, I, I think Pokemon. I mean, it was certainly it still is a phenomenon. I mean, even even though. The uh, Pokemon Go Fest in Austin, I think it was earlier this year, was kind of rocky. I mean, they had an amazing turnout. So, I mean... Right. They did not prepare for that. Yeah, no, they didn't. (laughs) Um, Again, that's another topic for the time. Right, right. um, Yeah, no, I mean, I think the interest is there. I mean, Pokemon is, I think, especially when Sun and Moon came out, I think that kind of uh, revitalized the fan base a bit. And I think there's... And people have always been asking for this, you know, Pokemon MMO, so... Hopefully that's what we'll get on the switch. I version. almost feel like if it's not, there's going to be a lot of disappointment. <laughs> if there's not some aspect of I mean, it, it, it doesn't have to be a full blown like MMO in the right traditional I, sense. I mean, maybe, but I think at the same time, which this kind of sucks, but uh, I think Pokemon and Nintendo fans are kind of used to that disappointment. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be anything new, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's. No, Want to talk about what we've been playing? Yeah, definitely. Um, I won't spend too much time on mine because I've got a little, a bit of a list here. Um, just some of the reviews we're working on lately on SwitchDroid.net. Um, uh, first game we got here is Judge. It's pre- it, it, let, let me. It's, let, not, let it's me, not. It's not Jidge. <laughs> no. <laughs> Contrary to uh, a lot of other uh, podcasts and personalities' opinions, no, it is not Jidge. It, it, it's spelled J Y T G E. So it looks like it's Jidge, but if uh, you actually spend you know five ten seconds in the game, you'll will come to find you know out I thought about Judge. <laughs> I thought about that for a bit. I'm like, why like why make a confusing name? It's hard to say, and like I don't know, like confu- be let it be confusing. But then the more I thought about, I'm like people keep talking about it. Yeah, people keep talking about this weird name. So yeah, I mean every every other podcast I've listened to where they've talked about the game, it, it, it's more of a just a laughing point of the. The, just the name, they're like, Jid, what the fuck is this? But, right, but uh, but it's, it's uh, just by doing that, it's, it's giving it some mind share. I guess, yeah. I mean, so it's, it's making people aware of it, even though they're not entirely sure what it is. Um, I did give it a 9.0. I, it, it, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, what it is, it, it is a uh, top-down twin-stick shooter, uh, sort of in the vein of... It's, it's from the same studio, too, Neon Chrome, um, from uh, Ten Tons. Uh, that's the developer behind you, that. You know... Uh, Ten Tons did this game. It's called Crimson Land. I don't know if you ever played that. I have not. No. It's like old. It's like early two thousands. But I remember. I remember playing it like at someone's house. Like we call. It, we just call it the death game because it's just. <laughs> it's a top down twin. I guess now it's a twin stick. But at the time it was just mouse and keyboard. Yeah. But it's just you're a marine or whatever in the center, and aliens are coming at you from all sides. Just see how long you can survive. That's kind of what kind of game it is. So like, they actually re-released it on. PS4 a couple of years ago. Okay. I was excited to get that, but like it's cool that they're they're still around and making these kind of games. Uh, and I mean, like I said, I, I like the game a lot, but and not to discredit them at all, but I feel like at least from the games they're coming out with now, it seems like all they're doing is focusing on twin stick shooters. I mean, they came out with Neon Chrome a, few, a, a couple weeks ago. That, that was a twin stick shooter. Uh, Judge. I mean, it, it's kind of it's in within the same kind of world and series as Neon Chrome, so I mean that naturally would be the same thing. Um, and then a game that is actually out today, I believe, is called uh, Time Recoil, which 
not part of the same series, but it's still another top-down twin-stick shooter. By ten tons. By ten tons. They're a developer, or is that a publisher? Uh, I think the developer, but I think they're also acting as publisher. Okay, maybe that's why they did that. But hey, maybe that's what they know how to do. You know, I mean, do what I, you know how to I, do. I best. guess. I mean, I, I haven't actually had any time with Time Recall yet, so I don't know in what way is it differs from uh, Judge in the Uncrum, but I'll be digging into that and hey, you liked it. Out. You liked it. Yeah, no, it was it was great. I mean, uh, I, I generally don't gravitate gravitate toward those kind of games, but uh, no, it, it's fantastic. It took a lot of. I gave Neon Chrome a pretty good score, too. I forget off the top of my head what it was. I think it was uh, somewhere in the 8, eight range. I think, um, I think I'll probably like Judge more than Neon Chrome. I, I've never been a fan of roguelike, where yeah. you, you progress, die, start over. Right. It, I just never liked that. Yeah. I, like, I want to I feel like I'm progressing. Right, and, and that's kind of the big complaint everybody had with uh, with Neon Chrome. And I think, that, I, think, I think Judge is actually a product of all that feedback of people that uh, Ten Tons got from Neon Chrome, and then they kind of molded that into Judge. So was, I, was one of the feedbacks, give it a weird name. <laughs> must have been. I don't know. Uh, like I, I know I was telling you offline, I think somewhere in the game, so there's a little like piece of text or whatever. It said like something, Judgment is coming. It's spelled with a Y. It's like, really? Come on. <laughs> hey, they're embracing the uh, weirdness. Yeah, no, definitely. But uh, no, definitely a good, uh, good indie title on, on Switch if you're looking for one. Uh, I would say in the wait time before Mario Odyssey, but it's kind of already upon us, so... Yeah. Just sit wait patiently for tomorrow. Oh. And you'll have incredible fun. Oh, yeah. Um, other game I, I played a little bit of was the Jackbox Party Pack 4. I uh, gave that an 8.0. That was a, that was a great game. Uh, great party game. Um, not for everybody, because uh, as the name might suggest, it is kind of a party... It's a set of party games, and you got a, a different few games. Um... Only one of the games uh, is uh, you can have two play at the very least two players to play, so that's kind of cool. But for any of the other four titles, you're going to need at least three people. Which if you're anti so if you're kind of antisocial like I am, it's kind of hard to get that kind of group together. But um, if if you can muster a group of at least you know three or four people, uh, it's definitely definitely worth your time. Yeah, yeah. We got this nice setup out here. Maybe we can have a Jackbox party day with some. Some coworkers. Yeah, definitely, it'd be, be awesome. Fun. I mean, def- I mean, and the perfect thing about this being on Switch is you can literally, I mean, you can, you know, we can sit here at work, or you can even go out to a bar and just, you know, set up set the, the table, switch, set the switch down. Every, you know, and the way the game works is you actually log in on your phone. Okay. So that's how you participate, and I mean, you just have kind of your little mini display set up there, and you're good to go. So yeah. Um, I mean, if if you're if you're a multi-platform gamer and this is something you'd be interested in, I would definitely, uh, definitely recommend the Switch version just for the portability portability factor alone. Very true. Uh, another game I, I mentioned it earlier, uh, the Count Lucanor, uh, gave that a seven point nine on the site. Uh, kind of an interesting game. It is a two uh, D. Okay, so the uh, developer touts it as an action adventure game. I'm not sure I would consider it much of an action game because there's no real combat. I would say it's more of like an adventure exploration kind of game. Um, like, see, see ye flax. Get flask. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Directions are north, south, and Dennis. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, it's, it's not text-based, but by any means. But uh, um, and the, uh, it's got an art style somewhere between like eight and sixteen bit. So I mean, it is a pixel pixel art game, but it's twelve bit. I, yeah, I, <laughs> something. Yeah. Um. So, without spoiling too much in the game, they basically. Uh, 
uh, you play as a character, a ten-year-old boy named Hans who runs away from home because his life is terrible, and he wants to go seek his fame and fortune. And uh, through certain events that I won't spoil, I mean, you, you encounter a few NPCs where that you can uh, choose to help or ignore, and based on your the game, the later game changes based on the decisions you make early on. Okay. Um, and you basically end up in this uh, castle. I think it's Castle Ten Tenebr Tenebr. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Um, and you have to kind of work your way through the castle, solving puzzles, avoiding like ghosts and enemies and stuff, to learn more about this mysterious Count Lucanor. And uh, yeah, you you go to different rooms of the castle. There are different puzzles to solve. I will say the puzzles weren't very difficult. I found them pretty easy, and the only times I ever really died was just an unfortunate like cl uh, run in with some like ghouls that pretty much suck your health pretty quickly. But you can't fight them because there's no combat. You can't fight them at all. The best, all you can do is either hide from them under like behind a curtain or under I a see. table. I see. Or just try running away. Oh, okay. But that's all you can do. Um, so there's a light sneaking mechanic, I guess. Sort of. Yeah, and I th and uh, the developer said they drew inspiration from games like Legend of Zelda and Dark Souls, and I think that's kind of where the Dark Souls um, inspiration comes in is the fact that you die very quickly and the fact that you have to. Uh, kind of hide and think and the whole castle is pretty dark like you have uh, you can hold a candle and you can set candles down to kind of light your path oh, okay. um, but, but outside that little like window of light you can't really see anything oh okay so yeah and you make your way through solving puzzles finding clues about this Count Lucanor and um, you can solve puzzles you can solve some puzzles with some items and uh, you can solve them with you basically can solve the same puzzles with different items or you can depending on what you do you can bypass certain puzzles altogether um, I finished the game in probably about three hours and didn't even get to see the entire castle because the choices I made and the things I used um, just went in such a way that I finished the game without needing to see every right. place so um, and the game does invite you for multiple playthroughs just I mean you can go through and make different choices in the beginning use different items for puzzles uh, go to different rooms and there are also multiple endings based on the choices you make and how you go about them. So oh, okay. Def get, definitely makes that game right for replay replayability. Um, I'll certainly be going back and doing multiple other playthroughs to kind of see what how my choices impact the later game. What's cool about, I was just thinking about this as you're going through this list, is that these are all games that I would say most people have never heard of unless you're going and digging through the list of right. new releases and such. So that's what's cool about Switch Joy is that you get access to these kind of games and you get to share your experiences with them. Right. And you know now I get to I get to know about Count Lucanor and I I pass I remember just the other day going through the store and I was like what's this and I looked at the screenshots and I'm like eh and I went on but now like you're describing what you do in the game I'm like oh I'm more peaked like the interest has peaked a little bit more right you know, and I, I, keep that in mind yeah no. Th Appreciate that. And that's the thing about, you know, some of the larger sites. Like, you know, they kind of focus on the bigger games where, you know, on podcasts they might kind of, like, give a passing mention of, like, you know, these indie games. But right, uh, right. we well, really, really like to focus on them here and just give them a bit more exposure and kind of explain what they're about and why why they're worth your time. Very cool. So, yeah, a couple of, just quickly re, uh, finish up uh, what I've been playing. Uh, another game I played was Unbox Newbies Adventure, uh, which I gave a 7.0. Came out last week. Uh it has the distinction of being the first 3D platformer on Switch. <laughs> um, and as with the next game I'm going to talk about, a bit unfortunate timing to be releasing a 3D platformer. 
to be right, honest. Right. Um, I mean, it's a great. It was a fun game. Uh, I don't know if. So you're a literal box, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. And you're, is it like a what's the Russian nesting dolls? Isn't that like kind of the mechanic where like you're a box inside of a box inside of a box? Sort of, yeah. Um, yeah. So you're a box uh, named. You can you can change the name, but his default name is newbie. And ba the basic premise of the game is uh, the kind of world is known as the global. Po well, there's the world, and then the kind of the company that sort of runs the world is called the Global Postal Service, which is <laughs> you know they kind of del deliver mail and packages and parcels to all over the world. And sounds clever. Yeah, the, the mailbox, the well, the, the the shipping boxes, I guess, are sentient and. So that that I mean that's how you're able to be newbie and actually like jump around and do things. Gotcha. Uh, and it definitely draws inspiration from uh, Mario 64 and uh, like Banjo Kazooie things like that as, as far as the collection aspects and all that go. Um, I think they might draw from those games a bit too much in the art style. Well, I can't tell if they're drawing too much from that in the art style in that the textures are kind of rough in the game. Uh, so I don't know if that's a, if that's a intentional design choice or. Uh, the engine they're using, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, the game is definitely good. It, it would be worth checking. I, I would. It, it's tough to recommend a game like that in you know with with, with Mario, Mario on the horizon. Out, yeah. So I would say if you if you don't plan on getting Mario Odyssey for whatever reason, or um, if you're looking for a platformer to play after Super Mario Odyssey, I'd, I'd say it's a it's a definite uh, good choice. Um, and then uh, another game that I'm actually not reviewing, but I did have uh, the opportunity to play through a bit, thank you, thanks to the publisher, uh, is Poi Explorer Edition. Um, I believe it originally came out on, I think it was Steam, PS4, and Xbox One last year. I don't want to say late last year. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but it just came to Switch. Uh, it was out uh, Tuesday, I believe. Uh, kind of same, uh, same in that it's a 3D platformer. Um, definitely a lot more polished than uh, Unbox, I'll say. Um, you can switch between uh, a boy and a girl character, and I mean it's kind of the same idea. You're running around different, uh, different hub. You have a kind of a hub world, which is this airship, and you can land at certain certain places and you know go collect uh, coins and uh, different items like that. And you can you get you have different items you can purchase uh, from the hub world and then use in the world's like a shovel to dig up uh, fossils. Things like that. Sounds so, like your standard fare. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with it, but uh, from what I have played, it's it's a very fun platformer, again. What do you what do you like better, that one, Poi, or Unbox? <sighs> if you had to recommend one. I would say probably Poi. Um, I haven't spent, like I said, I haven't spent as much time as I did with Unbox, but it definitely seems a lot more polished okay. than Unbox. But again, it's it's tough to recommend either of those with, again, Mario right. Horizon. So. Right, <laughs> I mean, Sorry, guys. I mean, if yeah, just I mean, unfortunate timing all around, but but hey, you know, know, they'll you always be there, right? Yeah, they'll they'll be there. I'm sure. I'm, oh, I can't say I'm sure, but maybe they'll go on sale at some point. So right, um, might it have a, might have a good uh, cheap flop. I don't know if this is 4.0 or not, but they did add uh, uh, games on sale section in the store, which is very nice. That's true. Yeah, I think I think they hit before the 4.0 four update, oh, okay. but yeah, yeah, they had a games for, added a games for sale section to the eShops. So that's a good place to. Pick up some cheap games. Yeah, definitely. In fact, I think they're even running. I think a Halloween sale, like Snake. I think like Snake Pass is like ten bucks. Yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, I was gonna pick it up, but I'm like, ah, I gotta buy Mario. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I definitely hear that. Um, so what about you, man? What have you been playing? Yeah, so I haven't. The past few months, I haven't been on the Switch as much. Uh, just personal stuff. 
But I have come back to it, and I picked. Up, I came back to it with the purchase of SteamWorld Dig 2. Okay, awesome. Uh, me and my son played the first game on, on PS4 or 3. I can't remember if it was 3 or 4. Uh, basic premise of the game. At least the, the first one was more just like you dig down and you kind of unearth gems to make small upgrades and such until you get to as far down as you can. And then you kind of fight a boss, I think. I never yeah. finished the first one. So the second one is different and then I can't remember this being a case the case in the first game but the second one is definitely in the Metroidvania uh, kind of theme right and so there's it's you're not just I mean you are digging down but there's different connected areas to dig down in <laughs> uh, but same premise where you're like you find uh, gems where you can bring to the surface sell and make upgrades but like the upgrades that you do get well you get first you get like game mechanic upgrades like speed like it's I feel like they went to Super Metroid because you get a speed a speed run you get a grappling hook uh, you get I guess instead of a space jump it would be like rocket boots okay. so you can make higher jumps and, um, but like with each with each one they, they added this new level of fun to, to navigating the caverns mm. um, I really dug it and I actually stuck with it and finished it uh Last week, I think. Okay, and awesome. I th- and that inspired my son to then play through it really quickly so he could beat it. And he did. Oh, wow, that's awesome. He did. He's only six. Uh, and he finished. I was very impressed because I got to the end boss, which I wasn't expecting there to be a boss in the in the traditional sense. Mm. But there totally was. Um, and it becomes a bullet hell. Like Oh, wow. Okay. The character or the, the end boss, I'll just call it that, is kind of flying around and just unleashing all kinds of projectiles on you. And you got to keep moving and it's hard because at the same time your the blocks that you normally would break kind of mm. reappear and oh, so you have okay. to keep breaking or like the, the the projectiles will break and you have to keep navigating and like using all your abilities they've got anyways i was souped up i got there i'm pretty sure i got every ability uh and i had a not a hard time but it took me probably about five tries okay to wow. finish the boss uh just because it was bullet hell right if you know right. what that is then that's what it is um and my son gets there and does it in like two or three tries. Oh, and wow. he's like rushed through the game and hasn't got everything. Like I got, you get a grappling hook, but then you can also, it's not necessary, but you can find uh, a long grappling hook that mm. basically it shoots across the screen. You can like grab onto things. So that oh, made wow. it easy to like escape the bullets okay. and stuff. Uh, but he didn't have that. Anyways, but he he showed me up and he beat it. But he, he loved it so much that he's playing it a second time. Oh, wow. He immediately started over, and he's playing through it again. I don't know why. He just loves it so much. That's awesome. Uh, I definitely recommend it. It's it's a game that was a little, it was hard to put down at times. Like, I just want to see what's a little farther down or, you know, what new upgrades can I find. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, with every new new upgrade mechanic you would get, it would it added a new level of fun. Grappling hook, rocket boots. You get a grenade launcher. You get a... I think it's... That's probably it, but I definitely recommend it. That's awesome. I mean, I'm glad you have so much insight on it because I haven't actually touched that series at all. I've heard, I mean, I've heard such great great things about SteamWorld Dig 2, but I just haven't really jumped in yet. But you you could play it in you know a week. So maybe maybe I recommend it like after Mario after you yeah. after you finally put down Mario. Yeah, really. Or if you just want to break for it from it, I don't. It's a good. It's different enough, but it's still. It's you know it's. I'm not a big fan of games, a whole lot of games with, like, 
kind of turn-based or waiting. Like, I like to be in control of the character. And right. So it's it's that, and like like Mario. So, like, it's a good, it's different enough from Mario to be a good, like, in-between, maybe. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. I can see that being the case, having, helping you kind of, like, break up the monotony. Yeah. Well, they say monotony of Mario, but <laughs> sure, sure it won't be. Sure you can only sure collect so many moons. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, uh, just going to kind of blast through this because we're kind of short on time. Uh, new games out this week. Um, at retail, of course, we've got Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, can't wait for that. Uh, just Dan- uh, then that'll be going for uh, $59.99. Uh, just Dance 2018, also $59.99. I've never played those games before. But neither. In fact, I think that game is actually coming out on the on original Wii. Wii. Yes. That, that is insane. <laughs> That's just insane. Uh, Knights of Azure 2, Bride of the New Moon. Not sure what that is, but that's fifty nine ninety nine. If you're so inclined to get that at retail, goodness. Um, you want to take us through some of the digital games? Sure. On digital, we have Night Terrors for two ninety nine, The Mummy Demastered, which I actually heard was pretty good, made by Way Forward. I don't know if you're familiar. Okay, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they do great two D games. Um, so I wouldn't expect if a game based on the Mummy franchise to be any good, but apparently it is pretty good. Yeah, I've, I've heard uh, great, things. great two D. I heard it described as also as a Metroidvania, but more action like shooting. Okay. Awesome. Um, the game you described, Poi Explorer Edition, twenty nine ninety nine. This is the Police, also twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, Moon Hunters, which our coworker uh, here at the lab was talking to me about the other day, and uh, I think I might have to try to pick it up. Okay. Uh, I won't go into what it was, but it sounds like it's it's interesting. Uh, Splasher, fourteen ninety nine. Time Recoil, which you mentioned, thirteen ninety nine. I love the uh, the odd pricing sometimes on the Switch, thirteen ninety nine. Yeah, I don't know if that's a the. Nintendo decision, or if that's a publisher decision, I'm not. Yeah, it's weird. right. I think something was like twelve forty nine or something like that. Yeah. I saw. So we have Violet for nine ninety nine and Zombie Gold Rush for four ninety nine. Awesome. I mean, so. I mean, I think to, the Switch I, can really put a hurting on your wallet if you like. Oh, definitely. And I mean, I, I feel. And I know they're not all. Not all of them are platformers. I mean, I feel bad for games coming out the same same week as Odyssey. But I mean, I guess. Some release schedules you just can't help. Right. Um, be, I mean, yeah, some of these are kind of budget price. You can always come back and get them later. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of that, those are the new games out this week. Just um, just 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 get Mario. Yeah, you know you're gonna. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm going to the midnight release. I I don't know if I'm gonna have the uh, the wherewithal to be able to actually play it tonight. Maybe a little bit, but I'll probably grab it, go home, get some sleep, and then wake up fresh in the morning and dump yeah, some yeah. hours into it. Yeah. But yeah, that's our show. Well, very cool. I, I enjoyed my time. Yeah, it was definitely fun. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for downloading. Um, if you don't know where to find the show, um, we're on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, uh, or, or any of your other uh, favorite podcast services. We should be there. Uh, and also on switchdry.net, of course. You can find us there. Um, be sure to leave a comment on the site, um, on the on the post for this site, uh, for, for this episode on the site, I should say. Uh, or leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play. Uh, send us an email. Um, the email address I could set up, a, I guess, a podcast email at some point. But for now, we'll keep it at admin at switchjoy.net. Uh, and yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Nick Chevalier. I'm at It's Two for Steven. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you guys next time. All right. See you guys. Thanks.